What is going on, you crazy Floridians? So glad to have you with us for another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. My name is Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. I'm so glad you guys are making the time to join us today for a very important topic. Normally we say, oh, we it is a great topic. It's one I'm looking forward to, but for, for sad reasons, I'm looking forward to it. It's really to educate people and to let them know a little bit about what, what's happened in the world in the past and moving forward. And it all has to do with why so many African-Americans are hesitant about taking the COVID-19 vaccine. And we need those numbers to go up. And there's a very good reason that the numbers are, are the way they are because black people in this country have been hurt and we've been uh, misled about certain things. And so we wanna clear some of that up and let you know that just because something like that happened in the past doesn't mean that that's what we're going to repeat moving forward. Yeah, this is this is a tough topic. I think it's a tough topic to discuss because it was so horrendous. And mm -hmm. and for people like me, I tend to be like kind of a rah rah uh, America guy. You know, yeah, love the country, don't say anything bad about my country. But then in a situation mm -hmm. like this, like we really need to come to terms with what happened and what our country did. And I think it's important in this time uh, with the decision to get a vaccine heavy on many people's minds yeah. to to show how different what happened here was uh, as, as opposed to what happened back then and the difference between what's going on today with the vaccine. So Ginger, uh, tell us about this study that we are talking about today. Okay, so, and I wanna make sure because there's a distinction because uh, they're separate studies and I wanna make sure I call it by the right name. This one is called the United States Public Health Service Syphilis Study at Tuskegee University, right? And so this is where black men in the military were, they thought they were being treated for syphilis and they actually were not. The government would actually not treat them just to see what the disease would do to the black human being. Thinking that black people's experiences are different than white people's and we don't feel pain the same way. And you're talking, this is like 40, 50 years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't a blink of an eye ago. It wasn't that long ago. And as a result, people died, people lost their vision, their health failed, and they suffered. And that is the thing when you think someone is treating you for something and they're not. So people are thinking, well, what about this vaccine? What are, if they are just using us as some kind of pawn to see like, well, what happens to black people if they get COVID and we, we say we're giving them the vaccine and we're not. And I think a lot of black people, especially older black Americans are very hesitant about this because they, it wasn't a past for them. They lived it. They lived right. it. Yeah. So they, or their family members. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we think we have someone who is very versed to talk about this. Her name is Beverly Brooks and her significant other, both his grandfathers were in this particular study, this, the study that we just talked about and they lost their vision. So we wanna bring in Miss Beverly Brooks. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this very tough topic. You were just uh, in Orlando, Florida a couple of weeks ago. And even though we talked about this study and how hard it is for people to take you still say, take the coronavirus vaccine shot, right? Yes. Why? Def definitely. I've taken the Pfizer shot, both of my shots. I'm 35 years, I'm retired military. 
Um, of course, you know, the military went through a lot with taking different shots during Operation Desert Storm. I've taken every shot um, because they kind of made us <laughs> get vaccinated when I was in the military. But let me clear one thing that um, Ginger said about the study before we go any further. Okay. The study was not on military men. Okay. The study was on migrant farmers and sharecroppers in Macon okay. County. And it, not, wasn't for, it wasn't for um, Tuskegee University. It was in Tuskegee, Alabama. Gotcha. So let's okay. make sure we're clear on that. Yeah. It was not the military men because they don't want them um, confused with the Tuskegee Airmen. Okay. That's a, that's so a this, very clear distinction. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. This was on farmers and migrant share, share I mean, sharecroppers yeah. that were in, in Macon County. And when I was reading about this, in fact, some of those sharecroppers, th this study was so encompassing. It went on for 40 years, 40, 40 years of years. not treating these guys when there were treatments, by the way, penicillin was a treatment right in the middle of all this. They knew they could treat these guys still refused. In fact, some of them went, they got drafted. And when they got drafted to go into the military, the military said they tested them and said, hey, these guys have syphilis. And the study said, wait still don't treat them. Is, is that correct, Beverly? That's correct. These men, the study started in 1942 and it went on to 1992. The penicillin was discovered for to cure them in 1947. Hmm. They, were, they were told that they were recruited into this study by telling them that they had bad blood, which bad blood, they didn't tell them they had syphilis, they told them they had bad blood. And what the bad blood was, these men were fatigued. You know, they had um, different things going on with them, different illnesses. And so they were not told that they had syphilis, but they were told they had bad blood. They, they were told that they were being treated, but they were not being treated. They were given shots, placebo. And they were told they were being treated by, with penicillin, but they were not being treated with penicillin because they wanted to watch the progression of the disease hmm. to death. And that's what they did to these men to see what the progression of the disease would do to their bodies. So you understand when people in the black and brown communities, when they hear that the United States government watched people die intentionally just to get information. So you understand why people would say, well, I'm not going to be added to that list. I do understand, Ginger. And what I can say about that is that we've been told the correct information about the virus, about the coronavirus. We're not, they, these men were not injected with syphilis. They already had it, they just weren't treated. So we've been told the information to, and, and, and the Voices for Our Fathers Legacy Foundation was formed because we want people to know the correct information. Now we've been given and educated about the coronavirus so we can make our own informed decision. And the decision should be to take the shot so that you don't get ill. Now, these men were being watched and not treated. We're being offered to be treated before we get the virus. 
So we need to make a correct decision and a positive decision to make this, um, this a positive thing for, for everyone. And, and the thing about it is that it's not just the black community that it's being offered to, it's being offered to everybody. And if you watch the numbers, over 600,000 people have died. And it's not just black people that are dying. It's not that just the African-American population, it's everybody. So the government is not trying to kill off everybody. So you have to, you know, watch what's going on and be glad that they did come up with hopefully a cure for us that we don't get the virus. Mm -hmm. I, 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 um, I advocate to take the shot. I have, um, you know, talked to my family. Leo has talked to, I had to talk him into getting the shot because at first he did not want to take the shot. And his daughter is a nurse in Dallas, Texas. His sister is a nurse in Cleveland, Ohio. These are descendants. Um, his other daughter, um, she, she, you know, all of us told him that he need to take the shot. Several of them have had the virus and they know that he didn't want to have nothing to do with that mm -hmm. because they, they got out of it really good. They, they were cured. I mean, they were, um, they made a comeback from it. But he's 83 years old. He would have, you know, he was 82 last year. If this virus had hit him, it might not have been so good. So we talked him into taking the shot and he took it. And now he's an advocate for taking the shot. He talked to everybody about, please take the shot. Don't, you know, that, that, you know, our forefathers weren't given that opportunity to get a cure, but we are. Yeah. So it's, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, Ginger. No, you, Ginger. I, I was just gonna ask because, okay, so what was what were some things you said to him to convince him? Because that's a conversation, and maybe there's some things that you said that other people can use to say to their family. How did you get him convinced? Well, basically the same thing I just said to y'all that they were not given afforded the opportunity to you know to to get a cure. Mm -hmm. um, they they were they were not given the syphilis. But we've been afforded the opportunity to, to have a prevention. And my, by me being 35 years in the military, I've taken every vaccine that they've afforded the military. They kind of made us do it. You were voluntold. That's <laughs> voluntold. That's right. That's right. I was Operation Desert Storm. Um, you know, and I've seen a lot of things wherein when people don't take, you know, the vaccinations, what happened to them. Yeah. Now, he has not taken every vaccine that is available out there. In fact, the COVID is the only one that he's taken. <laughs> oh my god. He won't goodness. take the flu shot. He has not taken the um the, the shingles, you know, the pneumonia. But he was when when I got through talking to him and his daughter, who was a nurse in mm -hmm. Dallas, she's involved with the research. All she and all her kids have been involved with the research for this COVID virus. And she jumps on the bandwagon for every clinical and research study that they have out there pretty much. Um, okay. And she's always advocating for doing clinical research and, and trying to you know, find things that are happening that we can prevent. But, well, I, I just wanna focus on two things that you said for just a second, the differences between that study back in the day and today. 
A, they didn't inject people with anything in that study. That was the problem. A lot of people, I think, hear just the name and they think that the government injected these men with syphilis. They did not. The problem was they refused to treat these guys while saying, we're going to give you the best health care available, which is just atrocious. Mm. The other thing is, yes, there were only black people involved in that study. Today, we are all going to the same sites. We're all taking the same vaccines. We are not separate. So I'm so glad that you... That you pointed that out. I am curious, though, as your significant other was growing up, did he tell you what it, what the family, both of his grandfathers were in this study? What did the family say about the impact this had? Because while they weren't treating these guys, many of them were giving syphilis to their family members, even passed down to their children in some cases. This must have scarred that family. It did. It did. And Miss Arvella Jackson Payne, which is the lady that was on the news with um, the news media with um, Mayor Demons. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a professor from Howard University. She's writing a book about the descendants and, and she's going around interviewing all the descendants and they're telling their story. So that book is, is forthcoming. But um, it, it was a significant impact on the family. Like with Leo's family, um, when his grandfathers went, when, when one of them wife died, um, Alex, Alex's wife died. I'm sorry, Frank Cooper's wife died. Um, and she, she, they said that she had an aneurysm of the brain. She went out in the garden in the cold and it was wet. She had shampooed her hair and she went out and she always planted flowers in the dirt to protect them. She had a pit. And she um, died, and they said that she died from an aneurysm. Well, back then, they don't know whether she died from an aneurysm or whether she actually had syphilis and it attacked her brain because that was one of the things that syphilis did. Mm-hmm. See, they didn't do anything for the women. Can you believe that? They didn't do anything for the women back then. And there is a book forthcoming that another professor from FAMU, well, she's at Southern now, She's writing a book about what about the women? Because you don't hear anything, any type, nothing about the women that were back then. You only hear about the men and what they did to the men. Um, Now, as a result of that study, um, Clinton made an apology in 1997. And there there was, you know, they had a lawsuit. Um, Fred Gray, who was a lawyer in Alabama, sued the government and won. And so the families were given money. Well, it wasn't that much money. And they were also given, um, supposedly that they have free burial and <laughs> free burial. Oh gosh, they'll throw in the free and, burial. Yeah, free burial and free medical for the, for, the, for the wives and the children of those men that were in the study I mean, for life. Well, at that point, it just, what does it even matter? It's like, oh yeah, we see how it killed them. So we're just going to bury him now and you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. Exactly. So that, you know, but Leo's family was devastated. They had nine people in a two bedroom house and their grandfather, now Papa Frank Cooper, he was blinded by the syphilis. He did become blind by the syphilis. Mm -hmm. That, that was his maternal grandfather. Now his paternal fa- grandfather, Alex Big Daddy Ware, 
he was he he became blind, but they said it wasn't from the syphilis. They said it was from him getting hit in the head with a piece of wood, from chopping the wood, you know, for the fire and stuff. And so he didn't become blind supposedly from the syphilis. Mm. He didn't have syphilis, but Papa Frank did. And he became blind from the syphilis and he eventually passed, but they had to take care of him. So they had to move him in the house after his wife died and take care of him. And it was nine people in that two bedroom house. Can you imagine that nowadays that, you know, we have four and five bedrooms and can't hardly get along, but you got nine people in a two bedroom house and they did what they could do to take care of their grandfather. Uh. That's, it's just heartbreaking when you hear that because that family could have been so changed by just a shot of penicillin. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly right. And, and, you know, and when you think about it, it was 623 men in the study. 399 of those men had syphilis and were not treated. That it's, it's devastating. It's just devastating. And, and it just, you know, it hurts even now to think about that because when someone can help you and they don't, and it's, you know, it's used to further scientific, you know, they, the name of, in the name of science, this was done, which is, it seems even more egregious, but okay. Yes. Very, very I much get emotional. So. And you can imagine awful. now Leo did, he, um, he, he designed the crest as a memorial to the 623 men in the study. Mm-hmm. And it was a part of his healing that helped him, that helped him with this um, as a part of his healing from the age of, this started when he was six years old. Mm-hmm. He's now 83. He designed the crest, I think it was back in 2015, somewhere around there, 16 maybe. And so that started his healing. But this program that the Voices for Our Fathers Legacy Foundation, as a part of the grant that the United States government gave to Tuskegee University, they um, opened up the Bioethics Center for a disease, you know, the Bioethics Center at Tuskegee University. And a part of that, they have the families come every year for a week to a symposium. They invite um, ministers and health professionals that do um, work, stu- work, 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 you know, work studies and everything during the whole week. They have little um, programs going on and they help these descendants with their healing. And it's a wonderful program. They bring students from um, Spelman College, from Morehouse College, from Abu Dhabi. People come from all over the United States and descend on Tuskegee University for that one week to um, try and bring a healing to these descendants, to understand what they're going through and to help them. Has Mr. Ware forgiven? He's forgiven, but not forgotten. Yeah, he has forgiven, but he has not forgotten. Yeah, And he talks about it all the time. This is near and dear to his heart. And his late sister, um, Liz, um, where she, she got him involved with it. She's passed, but she, she and the younger sister, Nadine Talbert, which lives in Cleveland, Ohio, they were the two that got him involved. 
because as a part of this um, symposium, every year they can bring one family member that has a that is a descendant mm -hmm. of the men that were in the study because of the fact that he had two grandfathers in the study, two people from his family can go to the symposium on the government. You know, they, they pay for them to be there. They pay sure. for their travel. Mm -hmm. They pay for their room and board while they're there and while they're, you know, for them to eat and stuff. I've gone alone. Um, anybody else that goes, you pay on your own. <laughs> But of course, since we're together, I stay in the room with him, you know, yeah, so yeah. that's how I've gotten involved. And he got me involved in it. And I, just like a lot of people, did not know that the men were not injected. When I first started going, this is what I thought, that the men were injected with the syphilis. And this is what a lot of people still do not realize that those men were not injected, but they were not treated. They had a cure, penicillin, and did not treat them. And yeah. that's what this organization is trying to get that education out there and trying to encourage people to get this COVID vaccine shot, please, yeah. because it's important. And don't confuse it with what those men went through. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were not allowed they were not allowed to get the cure. Yeah, different situation. Beverly, thank you so different much for taking situation. some time to talk to us uh, about a really dark time in American history. Yeah. And uh, hopefully some brighter times are ahead. But thank you so much. We appreciate your story. Thank you. I and, feel uh, like you've convinced some people. I, I really feel you. that you have. And thank you so much for your service in the military. Thank you. Really I like, try very hard. Yeah, we appreciate <laughs> you. She'll talk <laughs> into anything, folks. It's another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. We'll have another one for you next week. Have a great one. Bye. Thank you.